The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to finally a brand new episode of That's Odd. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Townsend, and I'm joined by the magnificent Mr. Christopher Chavez. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad we're recording from different areas. Oh, I'm good. Sorry. I swallowed oh. I swallowed my water the wrong way. Uh hey, what's up? What do you mean? Why were you? Why are you glad we're in different areas? Because I swallowed the water the wrong way. No, we're in self quarantine. You're in self quarantine. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, we all are. The oh, whole I'm world not. Is. I don't know if you're aware, but some of us are needed on the front lines. You know. Oh, that's true. Pencil yeah. jockeys and desk pushers. Yes. <laughs> you saw the thing I tweeted, right? Yeah. Uh, so you're telling me that um, my idea of having a uh, history creeps. <laughs> very uh like like i wanted to have a history creeps uh fan meetup but it was i wanted to have in a really small rooms <laughs> with as many people as possible no, that's this, this is a good time for that no that's <laughs> creepy for sure um yeah. <laughs> i'll tell you what though uh lots are off and anything goes oh lordy <laughs> actually we should do, we should do that music but with like harpsichords yeah. and organs you know what i mean Make yes it all creepy sounding yeah. uh, <laughs> This is a terrible segue it to totally the next is. thing I was going to bring up, but uh, <laughs> but for some reason it reminded me of this. Uh, we have this idea of creepers. Yes. Um, apparently, on Google Chrome, uh, when you when you access your Netflix through there, there is an option to have a Netflix party. That is true. Meaning that we all can watch the same thing, and it'll even put us all like uh, at the same space. One person, I believe, gets put in charge of uh, playing and stopping and pausing it. Right. So we're all at the same area. And also, uh, there's like a chat window where we can all kind of just talk. Exactly. And, and there are little chitty chats while we're there, too. And there's a link there um, that you everyone that joins has to click on uh, because you have to donate to us for the fund to run it, right? Isn't it Isn't it cost something? Like, we have to pay for oh, it. I didn't, so think, it, I didn't think it cost. I think we're charging we're people for it. Are we not? Are, we, oh, yes, oh, I think we are. no, 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 because of the virus thing. We're waving. I'm sorry. We're waving the fee because of the virus thing. We're waving the oh, fee. That's, that's right. We're, yes. we're waving it. Uh, yeah, we're just we're good guys here. <laughs> oh god, dude, it's been too long, man. Just being silly is too fun with you. All right, let's be for real here. So, yeah, we want to do this, right? We want to do yeah. uh, uh, a watching party with creepers. So, listen uh listen to future episodes here very very soon. Check on our Facebook page if you're not following it History Creeps. Because we're gonna announce this, we're gonna we're gonna set something up. We're gonna look for something cool that we think we'd all enjoy watching, as creepers do. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll just kind of creep on each other while we're watching it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be sliding into some DMs. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. 
Hashtag not us. <laughs> that sounds really awful. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, man, I wouldn't do that to anybody oh, except man. for the ones who are really attractive. Well, I mean, I, I, at least wear a mask and, and wash your hands. No, never. You gotta. You gotta. I'm coming in mouth first. Why it's, don't you? <laughs> it's so weird now, though, right? Where it feels like a different world since the last time we spoke. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very, um, I don't even, it's surreal. Is like, that, I, and not to it's, take it's away, strange. not to take away from the gravity of what nine eleven was, but I'm I'm hearing a lot of people, especially younger generation, uh, yeah. who didn't understand what that was like. Uh, they're saying that this is must be what nine eleven was like, right? Like this was, uh, it, it's this kind of reality shifting where one day everything is a certain way, the next day your entire life and the way you do things is completely different. Um, I mean, obviously they're different events. Right. I mean, one was caused by other people, right? And was a terrible, but they're both terrible, and people right. are losing their lives. I think it's the shifting of reality, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which they're not wrong. There are similarities too. At the same time, I'm sure in Italy where they've been oh. really smacked around, it does feel like a 9/11 of them. It's man, it's so awful over wow. there, and it's just heartbreaking. Uh, but yeah, um. I think so we, I well, we, rec- we recorded History Creeps a couple of weeks ago, right? And we yeah. discussed the, the outbreak and how things were looking and what could be coming. Man, look at how much has changed just in two weeks' time. Yeah, everything's canceled. Yes, uh, basically. Yeah, except for, oddly enough, apparently the beaches in Florida. What? Which makes no sense to me. <laughs> what is that? I was watching that on the news and I'm like, these kids. And one kid, he was living. I mean, these all these kids are drunk or having a good time. And I get where they're coming from. They're in the prime of their life. They're in the last years of school. This is important to them. Uh, they feel like they're being robbed of a memory or something that's, that's yeah. you know, essential to the experience of life. But, I mean, wow. I, yeah, I'm with you. Wow. I get that. But how selfish can you be, honestly? Right. I mean, this is the most selfish thing. Like, just because you yourself – or in your early ages, and you know that even if you get sick, you you know you're more than likely are going to just come out just fine. Uh, that doesn't mean that other people that you're around that you could infect are also around other people who cannot and should not get this virus because right. it'll be very dangerous to them. Uh, so how oh. selfish are you? Only thinking about yourself. Oh man, I got to go to the beach. Just flipping the you know uh, Netflix and chill, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what they were saying. They're saying two things is going to two things are going to come of these uh quarantines, these these lockdowns. You're going to yeah. see uh, a high of rate of divorces or you're going to have a whole bunch of corona babies. Yeah. Yeah, I understand completely. Uh <laughs> because people are just kind of uh, you know stuck indoors. I mean, you can go out some. I know in my area and I live kind of in the foothills in North Carolina here. And even here uh most of your restaurants are like drive through only type of thing. Uh, like there's no dining in right now anywhere. Um, uh, all, all obviously all sports events are, are canceled. Uh, all schools are closed. Every dude, movie productions, TV production yeah. canceled, premieres canceled. Uh, they're talking about putting movies now that are supposed to premiere in theaters now streaming them online, and you you pay like twenty bucks to see a movie now. Uh. It's it's interesting, right? And it's and yeah. I feel like this is changing things too because now that we know that they can stream brand new movies to the house, what they always could. But I know you know what I'm saying. But what's going to yeah. stop it from happening in anymore? Happening in anymore? Happening in? So about to start a, a tractor. Happening in? <laughs> well, I'm figuring if this is the fall of civilization, I'm going to invent a new language. Jidjidj. 
I like it. It's where you just Maybe. throw in uh, the, the the stuff you're saying to cup up a couple times. That's mean, right? They're stutterers, so that's not good. I mean, I stutter all the time, so. Okay, so if uh, you don't take offense, it's okay. Should I say it's okay because I know a stutterer? I don't know if I should be the bar you measure by. <laughs> I should be. I'd be like, yo, it's okay. I know a stutterer. <laughs> I want to say this. Just I'm as friends a with one. <laughs> yeah, as a blanket statement toward anything that has to do with me. I would not use me as a bar for anything. <laughs> That's a dangerous oh, precedent. Oh, man. We'll See, and we'll I was holding there. your cleanliness as to, like, I'm like, look, I'm cl- Johnny <laughs> yeah. clean, so this coronavirus is not touching me. Yeah. I guess it's not working out, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I love that. The fact is, um, I don't know if it, I think it's like this everywhere, but I know here, like you can't even find, and this is no joke. It is very tough to find toilet paper. Yeah, people are hoarding toilet paper. I don't know why. I, a lot of wiping going on. Is it well? Is that the thing? Do they think that the coronavirus is like a savage kind of flu that you're going to be like? Uh, Linda Blair from the behind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like pea soup just flying I just, everywhere. I just picture somebody sitting on a toilet and her butt like twisting around in the 360. <laughs> oh, God. That's so gross. Dude, the creepers but, are like, oh, we, did, we did not miss this. Yeah. The, why is this show back? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Um, it's, it's so, it's so weird to me though. Like somebody was telling a story where, where they're like, they were in a grocery store, right? And they were at where the Purell would be. And there obviously it was all gone. And like, he was talking and this other guy shows up, starts talking to him and he goes like, how gross, I mean, how stupid is this? They're taking all this stuff and shouldn't be hoarding this. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he goes, and just think all these people weren't washing their hands before. And that guy would look at him and goes, well, what do you, what about the toilet paper? <laughs> Jeez. You know, were people not, uh, you know, not being sanitary with the toilet paper before? Right. Uh, That's, I mean, yeah. good lord, it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, uh, literally, literally, it's gotten to the point where my cousin. This is no joke. This happened around here. My cousin stopped somewhere and they had toilet paper, and she was so excited because she's got two really young kids, and she was so excited that she found some that she called my mom to let her know that they mm-hmm. had some, and my mom requested that. <laughs> For another pack for uh, for uh, for her dad, I guess. <laughs> Grab so, a couple more. Yeah, might as well, I guess. But so they weren't issue, limiting because now that's another thing. They're limiting how many, like in grocery stores, there are signs all over the place that say only two or three of certain items. Right, as they should, and it's ridiculous that they have to do that. I mean, right? Why that's are the people other thing like too. that? Yeah, just don't just think of yourself. There's other people involved here. We're all in this together, oh, type of deal. Man. It's ridiculous, but uh, but we were going to discuss. I don't know if you have any on you because I'm kind of just springing this back on you, Chris. But um, along with this, of course, there also comes uh, conspiracies. Oh man! So I've seen a few conspiracies. Uh, one of them being, you know, it's a government uh, kind of a chemical bio warfare thing, um, right? So here's a, here's the thing, and I and I guess I I can see where that's coming from because there is outside of Wuhan, Wuhan there is a, a lab like a testing laboratory where they study our DNA and different strains of different viruses and things like that. So I can understand that that's that's where this is coming from. But dude, there are there's stuff out here like um, I saw something that African Americans cannot get it, and then Idris Elba, uh, a very famous actor. Ended up contracting it, saying, "Well, that's obviously not true." 
Yeah. The, yeah, there's some weird dude. Uh, things people were going by. And I think this is, uh, like, you know, younger people, I think, especially think, oh, well, we won't get sick from this. But yeah. I saw a, a report today. I can't remember what state it is. Yeah. Uh, but, one, but one of the states was saying that uh, mostly, most of the people taking up hospital space because they're sick enough for it are people between, like, 20 and 30 years old. Yep, I saw that. So, yeah. so uh, A newborn contracted it. There was a newborn that contracted yeah. it. Uh, it's 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 weird, dude. It's a, it's a crazy thing. So, okay, so talking about crazy, did you hear about, so, and this came across my, my radar because I was on Twitter, and I saw it trending Pizzagate. And if you know what Pizzagate is, it's, it was a crazy kind of conspiracy theory when you know the elections were going on that had to do with hillary and and trump i don't know i don't you know i don't even care about that this one though this one's way out there apparently there is no virus at all what's really happening is that there is a worldwide kind of expunging of hollywood and business elite pedophiles and rapists drug traffickers and uh, and child traffickers that are being arrested and detained all over the world. So all of these high profile celebrities that are telling you that they're in quarantine because they contracted the disease and they didn't want to pass it along, that's not the case that they are actually under house arrest because they're part of a child trafficking pedophilia ring uh that was headed by Harvey Weinstein. And then one of the people is Tom Hanks, right? Right. And he agreed to a deal in exchange for his testimony against the hundreds of top Hollywood celebrities and their involvement in this. Uh, so that's why instead of 55 years, he got 23 years. In exchange, he provided testimony against, ready for this? The Clintons, Biden, Tom Hanks, Oprah, Ellen DeGeneres, Quentin Tarantino, Charlie Sheen, Bob Saget. Kevin Spacey, John Travolta, Steven Spielberg, Podesta, uh, the Nexium, and Pizzagate sex trafficking clubs. What a random! Also, <laughs> like Charlie Sheen and, and Tom Hanks should never be in the same breath. <laughs> also, also, Jeffrey Epstein was tied to this. Oh, of course, CEOs yeah. of major world corporations, the CEO of NBA, CEO of Harley Davidson. Uh, the Gates Foundation, Intel, McDonald's, <laughs> Caesar Awards, Vatican Chief of Police, Disney. Dude, name somebody. Bet you it's on the list. But why? But why? <laughs> like, why? If, let's say, let's just say, for the sake of argument, uh, let's just say that somebody very, very famous or very rich and powerful uh, really was doing this stuff and it gets found out. And the police investigate it and everything. Um, I'm fairly certain the police would just say, hey, this is what happened and we arrested them for this reason. Why would they just go around and say, oh, no, there's a disease or there's a virus going around? <laughs> it makes like there's, that's a weird excuse to make for that. Dude, I'm telling you, I don't even. So this is the best part right here. They, this little where I saw this this post was that they were letting us know who was going to be the next celebrity, quote unquote, in quarantine or arrested. So if these ones come up, it's possible. Celine Dion, Madonna, yeah. Charles oh, Barkley, Sir Charles. <laughs> yeah. No, that's terrible. And Kevin Spacey. Well, Kevin Spacey is uh, kind of his own thing there. He's uh, I don't know. Like, I want to do an episode on this at some point. I was telling you in the. Uh, you and Carter, 
that it's really strange how, like, you know, the couple of, I think it's two or three, maybe it's three, of the people that were accusing him of things have have died. Oh, it's kind of strange. Like, before is... they could testify against him. Oh, well, I saw that. Um, It could yeah, be yeah. coronavirus. It could be. It could be. Uh, I, f- I feel really bad for one of my really good pals. His last name's Corona, and I feel oh, really bad man. for him. <laughs> Just like when... Uh, Hurricane Katrina hit was really terrible. That's my mom's name, so she had to hear all of these jokes for for a long time, and I just <laughs> felt really bad for her. Just like, I mean, I can relate to you because when I was in fifth grade, there's a song by Tim McGraw where uh, Johnny's dad took him fishing. <laughs> I remember and, that. And every kid felt like they had to make that joke to me. and uh, <laughs> So I never, ever liked, that's why I hate country music now. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Yeah, uh, but uh, Chris, yes. I wanted to I wanted to do this too since we're all kind of in self quarantine. We're all trying to be better people to get to to work together to get rid of this this virus and to overcome it. We're all trying to kind to social distance ourselves. That's the new uh, you know hot phrase right now. We're going to social distance ourselves. So I think people just need some ideas, maybe from me and you, of uh, what can they maybe binge on. Like this is the perfect time to catch up on Ice some cream. shows. Oh. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm with you there. Butter pecan all the way. Pork rinds. Yes. On ice cream. Huh. Chocolate syrup on top. We're getting weird. And Cheerios. (laughs) Binge away, my friend. That was a long pause for (laughs) such a a weird thing. Um, So I thought we'd... uh, What shows... Like I was going to suggest a couple shows that I've been binging on, and maybe you could do the same if you sure. wanted to. Yeah, uh, or some suggestions for people to watch. Now, do they have uh, to they be don't... creepy? Because it's no, okay, no, the creepers. They can be. They, they can be anything. Like uh, one of my first ones was going to be. Uh, there's a. Uh, there's a thanks to uh, thanks to somebody, but I won't mention Chris's name. I'm able to watch <laughs> Netflix stuff right now, <laughs> and uh, so I've been really catching up on a lot of stuff that I knew was on there that I wanted to watch. So I got a. A decent list going on here, but nice. One, one of the first things I watched was a show called "The Toys That Made Us." Uh, I'd watched the first two seasons, and I knew the new season had come out, and they were doing a lot of toys that I grew up with and loved, like Ninja Turtles and uh, and such. Uh, so I really recommend it if you love any pop culture type things. Uh, I'll just say this: the Ninja Turtle episode has an ending, and I am not afraid to admit this. I know I'm a manly man, but I was brought to tears because of the ending of it. So, uh, highly recommend it, uh, Toys That Made Us and also uh, <coughs> the movies that made us. Both are very, very good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, well, I am going to stay on the creepy side because if you've never seen it before, and then I'm going to tell you there's a lot of people listening for sure who have never seen it. Um, you got to binge X-Files, man. X-Files is a classic. Yeah. Uh, especially the early seasons, those ones for me just hold such. I mean, I could watch those over and over. There's just some. Uh, there's a magic to those first couple of seasons uh, before they really start kind of develop. You know, when they develop and go a little, you know, off and and deeper into the story, which the story's great, but then it starts to do that thing where Duchovny left and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, and Daggett comes in. Yeah, the, the, for me, the, the the best is those first two, three, actually three or four seasons. Uh, anyway, right. but. X-Files definitely is one of those ones that you could easily kill the entire series during lockdown. Oh, yeah. And I would throw in Supernatural there, too. It's another Ooh, good show. Supernatural. And it has a connection to X-Files as well. Like, one of the 
main guys kind of worked on both shows. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll go comedy real quick. There's a movie. It's only an hour and a half. And it's well, but it's well worth your time. If you've watched any of those between two ferns. Oh uh, yeah. Things, I've seen those. There's a movie, yeah. right? There's a movie on Netflix and it is uh flipping fantastic. The whole thing was improv all the way through. Uh, Cause I, I was, uh, I listened to uh, the guy who directed its podcast and he was talking about it and I really recommend it. It's really fun. And there's a lot of really good celebrities in there. <laughs> Nice. Who uh, who make really great appearances? So I really recommend it. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch it, dude. I love improv. Um, and uh, I had one more. Yeah. Um, this one is the one I'm, I'm on the last episode of this one, and I was kind of going back and forth on whether to suggest this one or not because it's a tough watch. It's a documentary, but also I feel like it's uh, one that people should see. Um, it's called The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. Oh, I saw that on my, on the list, yeah. Yeah, it's a true crime thing. Uh, it's all about this, this poor little boy and what happened. I don't want to give anything away, but uh, it's heartbreaking, and it'll make you angry. I got so mad so many times Oof. about all these people let this poor boy down. Uh, but then also, uh, I, you can see all these people who were really wanting to help and were trying to help, and those are the ones that I kind of gravitated towards of, uh, you know, like the, there's like a lawyer involved who's, who's sort of like a, almost like an avenging angel in a way for this boy, you know? So, uh, there's a lot of reasons to watch this. It'll make you mad, but it also will make you really happy. But it overall is just heartbreaking, but it's oh, really, man. really good. Um, I've got a couple of YouTube things that I've just started. So there's this, there's a show that's been around for a few seasons now. Everybody knows what it is. Uh, but now it's a it's a game show. I've not seen the game show. I've heard kind of uh, you know oh, mixed responses. Yeah. But I just checked out the actual YouTube show itself, Hot Ones. Yes, I know the YouTube show. I've watched a couple of them with the like. I'll see who's a celebrity, and if I like them, I'll watch them. Yeah, type yeah. Of thing. I saw yeah. I saw Gordon Ramsay, which was hilarious, dude. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the that was actually one of the first ones I watched, and because of how funny it was and how much I was laughing. Uh, I thought, you know, let me check more of these out. And so I went back to the first season, watched a bunch of the first season. We start, uh, I'm currently in the middle of the second season. But, man, it's such a good – I just uh, – I don't know. There's something about it. The way that – the way um, what's his name? Evans, the guy that, the guy that does the show. Uh, you know, the way his affect, the way he just kind of talks and delivers and, and questions the guy. And then you just see these people. Are, they're always just like, oh, this is nothing. This is nothing. And then by, like, the fifth yeah. wing, they're like <laughs> – Dude, Coolio yeah. – was the so if you've not seen it yet check out season two coolio's on it you know at the very end they have the 10th one which is supposed to be the hottest of the hot yeah and they usually do a little dab of it on the end of it he pours the entire bottle all over the chicken wing and then smothers the chicken just rolls the chicken wing all over it and then eats the entire thing and he acts like he's all good for a minute and then he almost dies he literally almost dies on set It is the craziest thing you got to see it if you've not seen it yeah, yeah, I recommend it too. Uh, real quick with that, when I watch shows like that, especially one like that, I, I think to myself, "How would I do on that show?" <laughs> and I hate spicy stuff. I do not do well with it. So I'm <laughs> I'm trying to think how far I would get. I think I could get to three before I'm like I'd have to tap out, and that's not very far. <laughs> so <laughs> what that about you, yeah, I um, well, I like spicy. I think I I don't know. Like watching them do it, I was kind of like I. I kind of want to try this. I kind of want to get every one that they have, whatever brand it is, line it up and see how far down the line I'll get. Yeah. 
Um, I think I think I might make it to three. That might be pushing it. Yeah, I might do this. I might do this. Maybe I'll, me and Anthony will do it for for our podcast. Chris and Anthony yes, just can't please, stop. Yes, yeah, get Anthony to do it, please. Uh, you just can't stop. Uh, listen to that on the network here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so the other YouTube show I just found uh, the other day is a cooking show, um, and I just, I found out he's a YouTube kind of personality after I, I followed the show, and he has a couple other little things he does on there. But this main one is a cooking show. It's called Just a Dash, and his name is Maddie Matheson. Have you seen this guy? No, I don't think so. This dude is a big, I mean, when I say big, he looks like Buddha, uh, mm. tattooed from the neck down, completely tattooed. Uh, he's got a personality of like, I don't know, man, a Ferris wheel on acid. And it's <laughs> what's his name? Maddie Matheson, M A T T Y. M A T H E S O N. The sh- the name of the show is called Just a Dash. Uh, when you watch the way this guy talks, cooks, I mean he he's he's super entertaining. But it's a cooking show, so uh, it was again he was funny. I was dying laughing watching this guy. So two of these things, th- these definitely will help pass YouTube. I found. <laughs> you know what's funny about <laughs> what's right, that? Sorry, no. I looked up pictures of this guy because I had to see what he looked like <laughs> after your description. What's really funny is if you just had a picture of his face. <laughs> Right, you would not remotely imagine that's how the rest of his body looks, like with the tattoos. I know, like it just doesn't. He just looks like a, like a, like a fisherman or something. Dude, he's amazing. But it's a you got to watch. So when we're done recording, dude, just watch one of the da- just the dash videos. You're gonna love. All right, it. I'll, yeah, I will. There's one where he makes a burger covered in mac and cheese. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a, so that that just kind of tells you what what you're getting yourself into, but. totally entertaining and and that said youtube is definitely something that can literally pass months and months you're you're never going to repeat something right yeah there's so much on there for sure uh like uh there's a lot of good stuff on buzzfeed unsolved oh yeah they're coming back a lot of yeah uh there's a lot of good stuff on um watcher like it the watcher is a new station on there that was started by a couple of people from buzzfeed unsolved oh i've not seen it i'm about to check it out yeah they do a lot of fun stuff on there so uh and those all kind of sort of dive into the creepy as well. So uh, go check those out if you don't already. Heck yeah. And also feel free on our Facebook page. Uh, what are you binging? What are some stuff you're watching now? What are some suggestions you should, you want to make to other people who are uh, social distancing themselves? Yeah, yeah. Let's start a conversation. Let's get the creeper community to be more communal since we're all going to be indoors for here for a while. Let's kind of yeah. let's start communicating through there. Let's all kind of start getting a, a little community going because I'm telling you what, in the future when we want to do this Netflix get together, I think that's going to be a good time if we're all able to kind of chat and have a good time watching what we're watching. Um, other than that, I was going to say, you know, you can always check out other podcasts on our network when you have nothing to do. Maybe put it on in the background when you're vacuuming, you're trying to drown out your significant other. Um, <laughs> BICBP-radio.com. There's a whole ton of different kinds of podcasts on there and more coming. So check it out. We also have a link to a 24-hour live feed of our podcast. So yesterday for 24 hours, we had History Creeps playing. Today, we've got the two-point conversation. Tomorrow, uh, and you know what? You're probably not even going to, they're not going to hear this yet. They're going to hear this like three weeks from now. Um, seriously, though, uh, check it out. There's there's always going to be a show that's going to be playing there. You might find something new. BICBP-radio.com. On Mixer, too, I believe, right? Yeah. It's so, yeah, the, the feed comes through Mixer. So if you actually want to listen on your phone, you can download the, uh, it's not Mixer, it's MixLR, uh, M-I-X-L-R app. 
and uh, just follow us. We're called The Network, and uh, you'll see our logo when you look us up. Just follow us, and you'll the, the, the feed should be going. If it's down, it's usually because I'm in between trying to throw some more stuff up, or maybe the power went out in our studio. But uh, I came in this morning, and I was like, hey, this isn't playing anymore. People aren't listening to History Creeps. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. People need the creeps of history. Dude, they do need history creeps. So uh, check in because you never know. You might have another 24-hour live feed of history creeps. That's right. But let's get on with the actual episode now, Chris. Wow. That's not the we episode. The I thought that was the episode. We could stop. We've already been going for 30 minutes. I think so that's good enough that. for them. They don't need any more. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's, let's let's give them some more to listen to, man. They're, they're packed indoors. We're not going to give them a short show today. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so we each brought a true story to tell of something that's fairly odd at least i know i did chris mine is a story whether or not it's true is going to be left for the listener to decide oh ooh. Uh, mine takes place during the uh, 1800s what about yours Ooh, mine takes place just a couple of years later 1960s all right so do you want me to go to first then yeah let's do it before? all right <clears throat> we're going to travel to uh the civil war era in 1860s in america um uh, a man by the name of Henry Rathbone is going to be who I'm discussing. Henry Reed Rathbone was born on July 1st of 1837 in Albany, in New York, Chris. That's up near your neck of the woods. Albany. Albany. Am I saying that right? I always feel like I'm saying Albany wrong. No, you got it. It's Albany. Sweet. Right. Actually, it's not. It's Albany. So anyone you oh, talk to, oh. uh, friends, family, and you refer to it, please pronounce it correctly and say Albany. All right. Albany, New York. There you go. Um, he was born to a well-to-do family. You know what's really sad is I would have believed you if you would have snickered there. Uh, he was born to a well-to-do family. Uh, in fact, his dad would go on to become the mayor of Albany. And uh, <clears throat> Albany. So he- oh, sorry. <clears throat> You're right. Albany. Uh, his dad would be the mayor of there at some point. And then when his father would pass away, Henry would inherit a lot of money at that time. It was like, uh, around two hundred thousand dollars or more, which is with the you know today's that's that's in the eighteen you know hundreds, so that you couldn't even imagine what that'd be now. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, his his mom meets another guy after you know her husband had passed, marries him. So Henry uh, gets a new some new step siblings, one of them being Clara, and they uh, they fall in love. Chris, that's nice. Yeah, this is a this is a Pornhub search. <laughs> uh, Henry meets Clara, his stepsister. Uh, yeah, um, they actually even wrote on my notes because I have handwritten notes here. It goes technically they were step siblings, and I put insert Pornhub joke here. <laughs> so that's how good I am at this. I'm a professional. <laughs> well, at least uh, you remembered in- your notes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they fall in love and they they end up getting engaged, which apparently during this time, especially wasn't that humongous of a deal. Uh, you know, it's a different time for sure. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, 1861 happens. And the reason that's a big deal is that's when the Civil War, the American Civil War begins. And Rathbone joins the Union Army. Uh, he will become a major by the end of the war. Uh, and he actually become a pretty decent deal. And he was fairly well known even to a certain Abraham Lincoln. Oh. Which takes us to April 14th, 1865. That's a very important date in our history. Uh, Rathbone and his fiance Clara get an invite to see a play, Chris. Uh-oh. 
the invites by the president and his wife. Uh, that night, of course, is the same night that uh, John Wilkes Booth would sneak in and shoot Lincoln. Yep. Uh, Rathbone was the soldier that went with Lincoln and was actually in the box with him. That was the other couple up there with him. Uh, and he sees this happen and he lunges at Booth uh, and they get into a struggle. Booth actually had a knife on him as well and he ends up slicing Rathbone up pretty good from like the shoulder area down to uh, down his side there. And he gets him pretty good. Uh, but And then he jumps off the balcony famously, you know, and and runs off. He actually breaks his ankle doing that. Yeah. But, uh, Rathalon gets injured pretty bad too. But of course, his only concern is you know Abraham Lincoln has has been shot. Um. He but Rathbone thankfully, they actually said even though he was really injured, he went over to because. Uh, have you ever actually been to the Ford's Theater, Chris, in Washington, D.C.? I have not. Um, to be honest, I completely forgot it was in Washington, D.C. For some reason, any time I hear about the story and, and the death of uh, of Lincoln, I don't know why. I always thought it was in Illinois. That is the weirdest thing. Like, in my mind, <laughs> <Yes>. it's it's <laughs> Midwest where this happened. I don't know why I didn't realize, like, this was in Washington, D.C. And I have been to Washington, D.C., never thought to... I mean, obviously, because I thought it was in Illinois. <laughs> yes. What the hell? It's, maybe it's a Mandela effect thing, dude. I wonder how many people out there thought the Forge Theater was in Illinois. I don't know. I bet it's other stuff like that where people think it's, something's a certain way Weird. when it's not. Weird. But, um, okay. But I've been there a couple of times. Uh, the actual theater itself, they obviously both the theater and the house that's across the street that he's taken to afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're both still there. They kind of keep them in pretty good condition as they were because they're historical sites now. Uh, but you'll be surprised at how small they are. Yeah. Yeah. The, the smaller theaters, uh, like the yeah. old school style. Yeah. Shakespeare theaters. Yeah. You'll be surprised. Like that really kind of struck me. It was like, this isn't near as big cause it's in your head. In mine though, I pictured it being like a huge theater. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's big enough for the president to show up and you would think it's like a big thing, but it's really not that big at all. Um, but anyway, of course, everybody knows Abraham Lincoln would not survive. Uh, and this really took a toll on Rathbone because he was there and he felt like he failed in saving the president. He really took a lot of the blame himself. And a lot of people also put the blame on him because he was a soldier there and he was there with him and he didn't protect him. So like, he would go through the street and feel like people were looking at him and were saying things about him. And to be fair, some of them probably were. Judging him with the, their eyes. Yeah. Uh, in 1867, which is not too long after that, that's when Henry and Claire would actually get married. They would end up having three kids. Now, there's a reason why I'm telling you this story. Uh, in a previous episode, I believe it was on that side, uh, actually discussed the uh, the man who shot and killed John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. Boston Corbett and how strange he kind of was and his life was. Uh, well, also the same can be say, uh, said about Rathbone here, who's also kind of connected to all of this. Um, but he would continue to struggle. He blamed himself, uh, like I said before. And it got to a point where they said uh, that he would see ghosts. Like he would see, and he would have dreams, and they would be, and Lincoln would be in those dreams. And Lincoln would be a ghost he would see. And uh, he became really paranoid. Uh, he thought a lot of people were out to get him. Mm-hmm. He thought that his wife was cheating on him. Uh, he thought a lot of things. He was really losing it. Uh, he even resigned from the army during this point. Oh, wow. 
and he couldn't get another job because he was, you know, he was mentally unfit. Uh, this brings us to December 23rd, 1883. And by this time, he had moved his family into Germany. I couldn't find why he did. I'm sure there's a reason for it. But they had all went to Germany, him, his wife, and their children. He was tired of feeling judged. That's probably part of it, I guarantee you. They ran him out of the town. I mean, that was such a huge thing that happened yeah, that man. anybody attached to it whatsoever would become a known person for better or for worse. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and um, think about it. Like, it, for, that, for the time, you know, and especially what they had just gone through – the death of Lincoln was kind of, uh, again, a reality shifting thing that that the president yeah. could be taken out that easily. And, and so it's it's weird, right? It is. It's 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 almost like you could understand why, you know, people reacted the way they did. It's it's very affecting. Yeah. I mean, you know, just we can kind of look at our recent history, you know, Kobe Bryant, an NBA player yeah. uh, who was a. Uh, an NBA legend, really, who died in a helicopter crash not too long ago. I mean, the country, it's all they talk about there for a while. Uh, so if somebody a very well-known, especially back then when they didn't even have TV. Right. So less people were were like famous across the states. Everybody knew who they were, and he was, and Abraham Lincoln was one of those. Uh, but December 23rd, 1883, we're, you know, we're, we're, almost 20 years, 20 plus years removed from Lincoln getting assassinated. Uh, we're in Germany and we're with Henry and his wife and her kids. Uh, but he was acting strange that night on December 23rd, just two days before Christmas. Oh, and he was acting weird. He was like uh, pacing back and forth and something and mumbling. And then he walked into the room with his family. Like Clara was in the room with her children and she could tell he was, you know, something was up. Something was wrong. And he started to raise his voice to her, accusing her of cheating on him and all this stuff. Oh. So she's like, let's let's go into another room, you know, not in front of the children. And let's." And her main thing was trying to calm him down because she was kind of getting to it where she was afraid that he would do something to the kids or something. Because he had a weird look in his eye. <clears throat> so she takes him to another room and that's where he would just lose it. And he would shoot and stab her <gasps> multiple times. She doesn't live. She dies pretty much there and on the floor. Oh my God. And he would turn the knife on himself and stab himself multiple times in the chest, trying to end his own life. Oh my God. But he would survive somehow. The children were never hurt. They would actually go on to back to the United States to live. And one of them would even become a, a politician, I believe. Uh, but yeah, so, and here's where this is, gets even uh, more strange. He actually ends up, he never leaves Germany. He stays there for the rest of his life. And he actually ends up uh, getting put into an insane asylum for the criminally insane. Yeah. So sort of like, um, you know, uh, like a Arkham from Batman almost. And so he's put there for the rest of his life. He never sees uh, outdoors, but they said that he would always see ghosts and stuff. And he never, ever recovered. Wow. Uh, so I just thought it was kind of weird and strange how this is another person connected to this Abraham Lincoln assassination. Yeah. Um, who has a tragic life. You know, Boston Corbett was before that. And then we have this guy. And of course, we have John Wilkes Booth and we have Abraham Lincoln himself. And we have Mary Todd Lincoln who went through a lot. Uh, so it's 
and Clara, obviously here, Clara Rathbone. So this is what a tragic tale here. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, That's sad, dude. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, so I need you to make us happier. This is going to be interesting. This one is going <laughs> to be interesting. 1968. Right. Um, here's a weird thing too. So maybe it's just kind of a, a you know maybe it's just how informed you are or just knowing certain things, but. When I think of traveling carnivals and traveling exhibits, I think of the era you were just talking about. Yeah. I don't really think about the 1960s, but that happened. There were traveling carnivals that go from, you know, town to town across the state or across the country, uh, stopping at mall parking lots, setting up, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe fairgrounds, yeah. things like that. <laughs> um, sometimes there's exhibits that come through for whatever goes on in your area yearly. Uh, 1968 in Chicago. Um, there was yearly, they have the Chicago International Livestock Exhibition. Do you know what this is? <laughs> this is how this is how bad I am. Uh, when you said exhibit, I thought about the guy who pipped rides. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does, he was he was gonna be at that show and they were like, yeah. You can't pimp the animals. And I like that I said that instead of the rapper, like he was a rapper, I said he pimped rides. He, p- he pimps rides. Yeah. So the Chicago <laughs> International uh, Livestock Exhibition is actually part of the North American Livestock Exhibition. Um, it happens, uh, ex- ex- exposition, sorry. It happens basically all in different states have their own version of it yearly. Um, so according to their website, because I didn't know what it was, uh, real quick, according to their website, the Expo is the largest all-breed purebred livestock exposition in the nation with nearly 30,000 entries and more than 140 competitions spanning 17 days and 10 different species. Uh, it's here that global industry standards are established with breeders and merchandising bloodline uh, with breeders merchandising bloodlines and genetics to local and international interests. So basically, they bring their animals, their livestock there to show how healthy and big their livestock are. And if you're interested, uh, they'll sell you some semen or maybe even the livestock themselves. I was wondering where I could go buy that. Just in case you're wondering, the genetics. Yeah. Um, so anyway, in the 19, 1968, uh, Chicago International Livestock Exhibition is happening. And as it's happening, there is uh, a little e- exhibit that's coming through that bills itself as the – I can't I – I wish I could say this. I'm going to try to say it, and I'll spell it for you. The Cyberskoy Creature, and it's spelled S-I-B-E-R-S-K-O-Y-E, Cyberskoy Creature. What a great name. That's a great name. Right? There's a there's a University of Minnesota zoology student named Terry Cullen who's very interested in this because this creature is being billed as uh, something that a creature that had been found frozen in a block of ice uh, floating in the Siberian uh, Siberian waters or something like that. So he wants to go check this out. He's a zoology student. You know, he hears this is coming to his town. He's like, I got to go check it out. This thing's being billed as kind of like this ape man, this this creature. We got to see what this is. So he pays 25 cents to see it. And it's it's basically in a trailer, right? So I have to keep reminding myself, this isn't the 1800s. This is 1968 at the exposition. Uh, and there's this big trailer that everybody's paying 25 cents to walk inside. So you walk inside and there's this big basically ice box in the middle of the room and people are standing all around it and looking down at the ice this block of ice inside this kind of ice ice box and so he looks down and he is like 
shocked. So I'm going to read off of, there's a website called northernwilds.com. Um, I made a joke a little bit earlier about remembering your notes. I'm going to let the creepers know. I left my notes at home, so I pulled up all the different websites I used as reference. So I'm just going to tell you di- different parts and who I reference. So northernwilds.com, uh, it says that when he looked down, uh, he, uh, what he saw was a brightly lit glass-topped 3,000-pound block of solid ice containing a large, hairy, Bigfoot-like creature about six feet tall. So he looks at this thing. It totally shocks him, right? And he's immediately, he's interested. He wants to know what it is, where it came from. Uh, Being a zoology student, it's nothing like he's ever seen before, right? And people have heard about Bigfoot by now. So he's wondering, did somebody really catch one of these things? So he goes and he talks to the guy that's running this exhibit. It's a guy named Frank D. Hansen. He's an ex-Air Force pilot from Rolling Stone, Minnesota. Uh, he had been displaying this thing all across the country, all across the U.S. and Canada uh, since 1967. Um, he calls it the Iceman, the Minnesota Iceman. And he, he talks about like that he had got it. Uh, basically, what he where he had got it was that this block had been found in the seas and a Japanese whaling boat had picked it up. And somehow it ended up in a, an ice, uh, an ice box in Japan. Um a very famous Hollywood actor purchased this thing and then reached out to Hansen to be kind of the exhibitor, the, the the curator to take it across the country for this very famous unnamed uh, Hollywood actor. There's a lot of people who said that they thought it was maybe, um, Oh man, I can't believe I forgot his name now. Oh, what's the name of the guy from it's a wonderful life. Ah, Clarence, Clarence. You know what I'm talking about? Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There's a lot of people thinking it was Jimmy Stewart at the time. I don't know why, but that was that was the belief. Uh, but anyway, so this guy was telling this kid, look, I, I say kid, he's a you know a young man, a, a university student. This is this is the deal with the thing. So the university student ends up reaching out to a couple of very well respected zoologists. Uh, their names were Dr. Ivan T. Sanderson. Uh, he's an American, and Dr. Bernard Huvelman. He's Belgian. Now. A little thing about Bernard Hoovelman. This guy uh, earned a doctorate uh, in zoology. I'm, I'm skimming this off of Wikipedia real quick. He earned a doctorate in zoology from the Free University of Brussels. Um, he was very interested in you know creatures that have never been seen before, uh, unknown creatures, crypt- cryptozoology. He was very interested in these things. He wanted to be able to explore the world and find things that science hadn't found yet. He wrote a book called uh, In the Wake of Sea Serpents, um, wrote another book. I forgot what the other book was. Um, oh, The Lost. No, no, that's not true. That's another. Anyway, he had he had a couple of books that he wrote. This was a weird thing that I saw. This guy. Uh, during World War II, had escaped from a Nazi prison camp and later worked as a jazz singer in Paris. So talk about having quite a life before he's even contacted to come and check this thing out, right? So during this time, he's already researching heavily, trying to prove the existence of Bigfoot. So when this student reaches out to him to say, hey, there's something here you might want to come see, dude, he just drops everything. He's like, I'm heading to Minnesota. So... Uh, these two guys get to Minnesota. They spend three days in Minnesota. Uh, each each of those days, they go out and meet Hanson at his farm. He ended up bringing his trailer, the refrigerated trailer, back to the farm. And so they go out to his farm every day. They examine it. They're taking pictures. They're they're sketching it because the block is is so thick. If you look at some of the pictures they took, 
it's it's hard to kind of see what's under there. Uh, but at certain angles, you can see that it's there's obviously this creature under there. So they start writing up these papers and and taking pictures and really examining it. And then there's a moment, I think it's like on the second or third day, where because it had been um, you know exposed to the air so long, the ice started slowly melting, and there was this kind of visible crack that happened in the ice. And both of these scientists swear up and down that the second the thing cracked and there was some sort of exposure, you could smell like the putrid smell of decaying flesh. And this is at the Hanson farm. This is at the farm. Um, so they couldn't believe what they had. As far as they were concerned, this was real. These are two top-of-the-line, well-respected zoologists, not cryptozoologists, zoologists. These are scientists. They studied this thing inside, I mean, as much as they possibly could with what they had uh, and ended up declaring that this thing was real. Hoovelman would end up writing a, a an article in, in uh, a February 1969 article in the Bulletin of the Royal Institute of Natural Sciences of Belgium, and he called it the unknown form of living hominid. When you say hominid, that means it's somewhat of a man, right? Now, usually that's um, what I say when I see an attractive woman. Hominum, hominum, hominum. <laughs> <laughs> you got the eyes popping yeah. out. There. Ooga! <laughs> uh, so the other guy, Sanderson, um, he was kind of a TV personality in the 60s. He, was a, he would show up on talk shows a lot to discuss certain, certain you know, aspects of the science, whatever was needed at the time. He was also the science editor, uh, editor of Argosy Magazine. He started going around the world telling people about this discovery. He ended up going on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show during the Christmas week of 1968, uh, in which he mentions this Iceman. And it's because of this that it, he, it ends up piquing the interest of the Smithsonian Institute. So, the, yeah, it, so Sanderson ends up reaching out to primatologist John Napier, asking him to investigate this thing. Uh, and he works for the Smithsonian Institute. So Napier goes out uh, with, you know, in conjunction with the Smithsonian Institute to take a look at this thing and investigate it. And as he's starting to dig into kind of, you know, Hansen's background and what's going on, Hansen is, gets kind of antsy. He's like, dude, I don't like yeah. this guy kind of poking just, around. Walking around, umbopping. Right. Exactly. He's like, listen, uh, we're not going to have it. Uh, he pulls the Iceman. All of a sudden, they can't find him. Napier wants to investigate it. He says, listen, I, you know, it's been exposed so much. We have to make sure we re-ice it. We have to put some more water over it. We can't, we don't want it to damage the, the Is thing. Is he at Xavier's school for gifted uh, children? Exactly. Uh, he wants to make sure he's learning the 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 art of being an Iceman. Uh, but yeah. no, yeah, so he he's like, listen, it's, we have to take care of it. You know, give me a, a, few, a few days. I'll make sure I'll provide it for you to look at it. A few days go by. He finally pre- presents it. And Napier starts to do some more, you know, recent. Now, he'd already done a lot of digging into Hansen's past, uh, what's been going on. So when he decides he's going to investigate this thing, he's already made up his mind. So he kind of does a quick preliminary investigation and reports that it is a fake, that it is fake hair. It is a, an, uh, a rubber suit. The entire thing is fake. He also talks about how he investigated uh, Hansen and that um, in 1967, he had commissioned the creation of a rubber eyes looking beast from a West Coast company that that basically uh, created latex models. So he says it's a fake. Hansen says, you're right. The one you're looking at is a fake. 
I had to put out the fake one because the Hollywood celebrity that I cannot name was tired of people ruining the true one, the real one. So he took it back. He wanted us to use this in its place, but it's a representation of something that is truly caught, that there is this thing is real. So Smithsonian says, oh, sweet. Tell us his name. We'll go out. We'll investigate that one. He's like, I can't do that. He doesn't want to be known. And they're like, all right, well, if you ever get a chance, you know, let us know. We'll come out and check it out for you. So that was about it. Um, the problem was when they started getting more and more people coming around, asking him where he got this thing from, his story kept changing. So one of the, one of the versions was obviously it was this, this block of ice that was floating in the Bering Sea. Sorry, I said, I think I said something about Siberia, the Bering Sea. Uh, and it was picked up by fishermen and ended up in a refrigerated, a refrigeration plant in, in, in Japan. Uh, and then moved to Hong Kong, where it was sold to the millionaire Hollywood actor. The other story was that this was actually a soldier from Vietnam that was killed during war and smuggled back by a, one of the soldiers from Vietnam, an American soldier, smuggled back in a body bag. It was put on ice. Uh, and ended up, somebody ended up forgetting about it until Hansen came across it and decided he was going to use it to make money. Uh, and the reason for this, the reason people think this is the case, is because the descriptions of what this thing looked like, uh, uh, covered in hair was one thing, but there was two different things. There was two things that made this stand out and say, "Wait a second, what happened here?" One of its eyes was dangling from its socket because. From the back, it looked like there was a bullet hole that had entered the back and blew his eye out. And then one of his arms was broken in a spot that made it look like maybe a bullet had shattered the bone. So when this story came out, people said maybe the FBI should investigate this. The problem was they couldn't find the body. It was a fake that was being presented. And the FBI was just like, you know what? This is just a whole bunch of nonsense. It's probably a hoax anyway. We're not wasting our time. So then they never really even looked into it. Then there was another version that the, uh, no, I think that was the last version. Yeah. So those are all the different versions of where he got this body from. Here's a cool thing. It disappeared for, for a long time. Nobody had found it um, until 2013. In February 2013, the Minnesota Iceman was auctioned on eBay. Of course it was. Yes. The listing read, this is the actual sideshow gaff billed as the Minnesota Iceman by Frank Hansen in the 1960s. This is a one-of-a-kind hoax that was fabricated by the mid-20th century showman. It was purchased by Austin, Texas Museum of the Weird owner Steve Busty, who placed it on public display. So you can go see it at the Museum of the Weird uh, in Austin, Texas. And... Um, or you could be seeing the representation of what is possibly in the basement of uh, Jimmy Stewart's old house. I keep saying Jimmy Stewart. I'm, I'm I, I might be wrong. It's one of those actors back then. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's 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 a weird story, isn't it? It kind of reminds me a lot of like the uh, Fiji Mermaid. Yes, yeah, that's what it really yes. reminds me of, big time. Uh, but I think this is the thing that happened a lot during these where. Um, some of the attractions at some of these shows would be come see this creature. Uh, but the creature would be something that literally like the Fiji mermaid was literally like two, uh, mummified animals. I just put together, you know, mm -hmm. type of mm -hmm. deal. 
I don't know if that's the case here. This one has a strange little twist in that uh, the first people who saw it also claimed that they studied it and that it was real. Yeah. So that's the thing that really threw me off on this one. But it really just screams Fiji Mermaid to me. Yeah, right. Uh, I just thought it was actually really weird. It was um, it was a, st- a story, actually, like I said, I got a lot of my information from different websites, Scientific American, um, you know, and, and some of the other ones I just mentioned. But but where I'd actually heard the story originally was on one of my favorite podcasts. If you don't listen to it, check it out. It's called uh, And That's Why We Drink. And it's kind of like our show where they discuss creepy, weird things. Uh, and the more I listen to it, the more I realize it literally is our show, except it's two females. Have you ever listened to it? No, I'm literally looking it up now, though. Dude, look it up and listen to it and tell me it's not you and me. It, I mean, the interaction, the way they joke and play and interrupt each other during the stories and kind of add to the stories as they go along. It's it's a just a female version of Johnny and I. So if you've not checked out And That's Why We Drink, check it out. But I heard them do it. This was like a month or two ago. And I thought, this is really interesting. Let me look more into it. Uh, so I was reading some of it. I had better notes written out. I feel a little unprepared today, but I couldn't you know, postpone recording anymore. I was like, we got to do this, dude. People are locked indoors. They got to listen to our our, st- our stories. Yeah. And I also want to throw this out there too. Um, we're, we're also kind of debating also, I mean, we already do a lot of stuff, but debating, uh, doing yeah. a, uh, like a, a twist on this show. That's true crime. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you guys would be interested in that. You guys and gals. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get everybody going. Yes. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, yeah, we would like to do a true crime, and, but we don't know if we want to do it on the history creeps feed or if it's going to be its own show. So, yeah. uh, but tell us what you think. Tell us what, how you'd like to find it. Um, other than that, man, I think I'm done. I'm about to close up the doors. Uh, I'm going to turn up the, the temperature in the, the refrigerator. So that block of ice is going to melt. This place is about to stink. Well, let me know out. when you receive my package, Chris, I sent you a bottle that I'd breathe heavily into and I closed it right away. I need you to open, Excellent. I need you to open it up right next to your face. <laughs> I will do that. As a matter of fact, I'll hold on to it until we record next so I can do it live on the show. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Sweet. All right, I'm out of here. I'm hitting the, I'm hitting the lights. I'm I'm leaving the clubhouse. Yeah, let's get out of here. Everybody uh, please uh, be smart, be safe and uh, take care of each other. And of course, uh, also you should I don't know. Stay. Let's see. Stay. Oh yeah. Odd.